My name is Rick Pasquale. I'm the pastor of ICF Rome, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today. I know God's got a word for you. And if you'll just sit back and listen to this word today, I know God can change your life. So listen up. God's got something to say to you. There's a top layer and there's a middle layer. The top layer is where your piece of bread is. The second layer is where your juice is. So if you only pull the bottom layer, you're not getting your bread. All right? So it's something we have to do because of COVID and thank God we have the ability to do that. We got them in from, from matter of fact, from England this time. And um, so we can all participate in communion. Anyone else need the emblems? The Bible says, for I've received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. If you'll get to your bread. And when he had given thanks, Jesus prayed a lot. If you watch his leadership, he prayed a lot. I believe we should pray a lot. Anybody with me? Okay, besides my wife, is anybody with me? I believe we should pray a lot. Jesus prayed. Because he was realizing that the stripes that he took upon his back in just a few days from that moment would be able to take care of the healing for our body, mind, soul, and spirit for thousands of years later. Today, as we get to partake in communion, we get to remember what Jesus did. As we hold that bread in our hands, we can give thanks. Today, I give thanks for God is healing my mother. Today, you can give thanks for the times that God healed your body. And today, maybe you're in that position where you need a healing. You need a miracle to happen for you today. Well, I can tell you, God has not run out of power to heal. He's got plenty of power because he took those stripes upon his back so that you and I can be healed. So Lord, today as we receive this bread, and Lord, as our online audience is partaking with us today, I pray that as we hold up these emblems and we say to you, O oh God, we believe that you are a healing God. And that God, as we trust you and we believe in you, for healing today. God, I pray that any sickness of any person will be healed in Jesus' name. I thank you for that, Jesus. And I thank you that you are the God that heals. That's in your name. Healing God. And I thank you for that today. And as we receive this emblem, we remember what you've done so that we can be healed. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we partake of the bread together, please? In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. He said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Remembering 
You've heard me talk about that so many times. Our online campuses around the world, if you're watching today and you're participating with us, the blood is symbolizing for us life. For without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sins. And as you drink with me today, whether you're halfway around the world or you're drinking right here in Rome, you're remembering what Jesus did on that cross as He shed His blood. Today we can be grateful for a saving God, a loving God, a giving God. I'm grateful today. Lord Jesus, we hold in our hands a cup that symbolizes your shed blood. And Lord, today, as we receive this cup, we say to you, O Lord, we are grateful. We are thankful. Because we know you have brought us to marvelous light. You have taken us out of the darkness and transformed our lives. Thank you, Lord, for your blood. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you forgave us. Thank you that you cleanse us. Thank you, Lord, for new beginnings. Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Can we drink of the cup together, please? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Blessed be your name, O God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Solomon. You did a great job. Worship team, thank you. You did a great job today. Great new songs. It's amazing, every Christmas and they start with the new songs, I say, I wonder what they're going to sound like this time. And wow, Natalie, your team did a great job today helping us, um, you know, Joy to the World has been sung in so many different styles and versions over the years, and it's amazing to me that each year they seem to come out with something new, and I love singing Joy to the World, it's kind of one of my favorite uh, Christmas songs. Did you know it's Christmas season? I celebrate the entire ye- month. I, I really do the whole year, but because I like getting gifts. Anybody like getting gifts? Okay, all you that said, uh-uh, then you ain't getting no gifts. But next Sunday, you don't want to miss. We give our gifts to our children. And this year, we're giving gifts to young adults, I found out. And because I had to help carry what you're getting all the way back from America, so you better be here next week to get your gift, young adult. But uh, we have some great gifts. And another thing that we decided to do with your generosity this month is all those that have need of food, we've decided to give an additional Not just the first Sunday of the month, which many of you receive, but again, next Sunday, we want to give another gift of food for anyone that is in need. Would you help me today, and just as you exit, sign on the 
line back there, and if uh, one of our ladies that runs that department, if you could be back there at the clipboard today, please, it's, don't, don't feel embarrassed, don't feel ashamed, don't feel anything, just receive our gift, it's a gift, and uh, matter of fact, I've got special chocolate in that gift for next week for you, and uh, that I went and bought myself to make sure it's in the bag. Uh, we don't usually give gifts like that, but I thought we'd do it this year. So thank you for participating, all of you that are so generous in your giving. I want you to know that all the needs of the house are taken care of. And um, Pastor Jen was not being lightly. So if you're on our, one of our online campuses and you're listening right now or you're sitting here right now, we are losing a few incredible people. And... Uh, they're going back to their various countries, and we have a number of key positions that are opening up because the church keeps going forward. And uh, so if you're new to Rome and you're new to our church, and you say, hey, I want to get involved, get to those classes, get online, get going, and uh, maybe God's calling you to Rome, come on, we need some help, and you can partner with us. Faith Moves Our Destiny is our series this month. What a perfect name and a title for a series. Uh, Our Bible verses come from Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And it's coming from um, an incredible portion of Scripture that I believe you need to hear the entire number of verses. It's verses 1 through 5. And so it is with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you. I did not come with eloquence of human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. The key verse for this month is from verse number five, so that your faith might not rest in human wisdom, but on God's power. Last week, Nasha opened up the month And I'm so grateful for his ministry to you this past week. With a great word and that faith moves our destiny. And these were his three points, if you missed. The principle of obedience. The principle of sacrifice. And the principle of uncompromising focus. If you didn't get to hear that, it was recorded. And it is online, so you can go to our website and listen to his message. The principle of obedience, the principle of sacrifice, and the principle of uncompromising focus. See, God gave so that we can experience the greatest sacrifice. You know the story. For God so loved the world that he gave. His one and only son. That's the greatest gift there is. You talk about a sacrifice, that's a sacrifice. Giving of your son so that you and I can have life. In God, I love this line that he used. There's always a reward 
for sacrifice. In God, there's always a reward for sacrifice. Boy, if you heard that from him last week, you got it. That was a key component of his message. In God, that's a key part of that. There's always a reward for sacrifice. And I want to deal just for a second with his third point, the uncompromising focus. You know, David had some issues, but he also realigned his issues, got his life straightened out. And you talk about his focus, he went after God. When he went to slay the giant, he was with God. When he defeated a lot of the enemies in his life, he was with God and God was with him. The Apostle Paul said the same thing. God is with me. And if God is with me, who can be against me? You know, when you think about Paul and his life and all the persecution that Paul went through, and then Jesus Christ, the ultimate sacrifice. You talk about uncompromising focus. Jesus was on a mission. Yes, he was born in a stable. Yes, we will highlight that next week. But I want you to know he was on a mission from day one. And 33 years later, his part in his time of his mission on earth was over. Now I want you to know, he's not finished. That was just a season of his life. Those 33 years was a season. But he was focused. So as we continue our series today on faith moves our destiny, today I want to look at just for a moment only one point. Your history does not define your destiny. Can you say those words with me? Your history does not define your destiny. And if I want you to get it today. I want you to get it in your spirit today. Because if there's anything that the enemy uses against you and I, it's your past. It's your faults. It's your failures. It's your issues of yesterday. So that's why I'm taking the whole message today. On this entire month, in this series, your history does not define your destiny. You've heard me say so many times, everyone has a story. If you've heard anything from me in six years, you've heard that. Everybody's got a story. You've also heard things like your one prayer away from a miracle. You've heard those out of my mouth. I've repeated them many times. But I hope that you've heard the first one as much as you've heard the second one. Everyone has a story. And the reason I say that is because God has a way of making sure that your history does not define your destiny. And today I want to make sure that I communicate to you That on faith moves your destiny. In order to have faith involved in the process, you've got to have God involved in the process. Because you've heard me also say many times, 
If you could have fixed it, you would have already fixed it. If you have a problem and you think you can fix it, how many of you have had a problem thinking you can fix it and you did not fix it? Would you be honest enough to raise your hand? Okay, I've got liars in my church today. What happened? I go away from two weeks and you guys all just snuck in? I know some of you online didn't raise your hand. I got you. We always think that. Oh, I'll help God out. I'll just fix this myself. And how many times do you think you can fix it and you don't really fix it? Matter of fact, most of us mess it up some more. Okay, three people in the room are now honest. But that's what happens, right? We think, oh, I'll just fix this. I'll stop doing that. That has led me into a temptation. That has caused me a problem. I'll stop that. And most of the time, we just mess it up. See, the story of our lives, the good and the bad, our mistakes and our triumphs, our problems and our solutions, the story of what happened that everybody doesn't know. That's why I say everybody's got a story. See, there's some things about your life that everybody doesn't know. And most of you would say, I'd prefer that anybody doesn't know. But I want you to know God knows. God knows everything about us. Everything about us. And He still loves us. I'm going to say that again. He knows everything about us. And He still loves us. He knows everything about us. And He still loves us. See, God knew your past. So He decided to step in and create a new destiny. God knew your past. So he decided to step in and create a new destiny. For God so loved the world. You can put your name right there in the category of world. For God so loved, say your name. Some of you don't know your name. For God so loved Veronica, you know your name. I'll help you, Veronica. He loved you so much that he gave. And the reason he gave is so that he could create for you a new destiny. Because in your own self, you've tried. In your own self, you thought you could do it. In your own self, you thought, oh, I'll just do it this way now. And all of a sudden... You fall short. That's exactly what the Bible says. For we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all. We've all. And I tell you what, as we look at our lives and we think about our destiny, we can think about our faults and we can think about our failures. We can think about this story that each of us have. And we could spend too much time on those aspects of our life. And the problem with a lot of people, that's why the words depression and discouragement and those kind of commentaries of people's lives are involved. And yes, they are real. 
But I can tell you, if you could get your mind off of your past and get your mind on your future, I can tell you a lot of things would change in your life. I'm going to say that again. If you could get your mind off your past and get your mind on your future, I can tell you a lot of things would change in your life. And that today I hope that you are going to hear what I have to say about God being able to step in and create a new destiny. You say, well, how do you know that? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. That's in the New Living Translation. This means, if you listen to it, this means, put it back up there again, that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. 2 Corinthians 5.17, the old is gone. That past life is gone. Matter of fact, what it means is God forgot about it. Now, do you think God says, I forgot about it, but I'm going to bring it back up a year from now? I'll re-remember it two years from now? If God says he forgot it, that means God forgot it. The only person that remembers it is you and me. So if I'm a new person in Christ Jesus, and God has forgotten my past, that's why he has the ability to create for us a new destiny. Think about it, friend. Think about it. The only person remembering your past is you. God says you're a new person. God says you're valuable. God says you're special. God says you're forgiven. God says you're a new creation. God says. And I want to believe in my life that I believe what God says. Now you should be clapping on your couch in whatever country you're doing out there. I can't hear you. Listen to me, friend. You have got to get this in your spirit. Because if you want to believe that there is a destiny in your life that is going to be good, you've got to believe that God has forgiven and forgotten your past. You should say amen. amen. See, somebody in this house should really be praising the Lord right now. If you really think about where you've come from for just a moment, remember I said for this, this moment, for just a few moments today, I want us to look back on our past. After today in this message, we're going to leave our past behind and we're going to start stepping forward. We're going to move out of our bad and we're going to move into the good. You say, well, I was always good. I never had no issues. You ever been around somebody like that? I never had any faults. How many wants to say, yes, that's me? That's not you, is it? Boy, we got quiet now. But you know, when you think about the reality of life, and you think about what the enemy would use against you, you can look at what God wants to change so that you can be a new person. Those things of yesterday had faults. It had issues. 
But God is changing the DNA of our lives so that we aren't what we used to be. We're becoming a new person in Christ Jesus. The old is gone. And the new is coming. Or in our translation there today, it has begun. See, God's gift to salvation through Jesus Christ, His Son, was God's plan of creating for you. You probably never heard that. God gave it to me as, as I was writing last night. I'd never heard it. I was sitting there thinking, man, God, I'm exhausted. I've flown for two days. I gotta have a word for them. And God dropped that in my heart, and I said, wow. When God gives us a gift, the gift of salvation, through Jesus Christ, his son. It was God's plan of creating for you. You say, what do you mean? You and I didn't need another star. You and I didn't need another earth. You and I didn't need another animal. We didn't need some more water in our lives. We didn't need some more air in our lives. We didn't need another star. Are you listening to me? We didn't even need God to create some more animals. God is recreating us. Now some of you may have to get that at lunch today. But you think about the process of creation. In the beginning, God created he created the heavens and the earth. He created the planets. He created the stars. He created the ability for us to breathe. He created the animals. God isn't recreating all those things. He's recreating us. We are new people. <clears throat> You've got to get this. We've got to get this in our hearts and our spirit, man. And when we get it, we will find out we needed a Savior to bring us back into right relationship with God. That's the new creation. Quit interfering with God's plan by looking back and living in the past, living in the sins that are gone, forgiven, and forgotten. Those sins are gone. I'm so grateful. That I'm a new person in Christ Jesus. And he's created in me a new destiny. Man, it just feels cleansing. It feels so clean. It feels so good. You say, well, what happens when I mess up again? You go back and do it again. You don't just say, well, I'm, just, I'm, a, I'm a Christian now. All the things go. No, 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 no. The enemy doesn't stop the attacks. The enemy just says, oh, they're a Christian. I'm not going to bother them anymore. Has anyone in the room or online campuses send it in the logs right now? Has anybody ever known that the enemy just stopped bothering you? Just never. Oh, they're a Christian. They go to church now. We're going to quit bothering them. That doesn't happen, does it? If it does, please have a meeting with me and tell me how that happens. But the people I deal with, they'll say, oh, no, pastor, I, I was loving God. I was going with God. I was serving God. I was singing on the worship team. I was doing this. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, 
I want you to know, my friend, we got to get out of all of the suddens. And we got to quit living back there. And we got to start moving forward. If you're going to have a, a new destiny in Christ, and if, and if God is going to redefine it, you've got to make sure that your history does not define your destiny. Do you get it? Do you believe it? So let's start living it. Every day. See, if we're living this, we're living like Christ. We're truly being Christians. Christians are people that live like Christ. I didn't say perfect, though he was perfect. I'm saying we are forgiven and God has forgotten our past, so let's start living that way. If we start living that our past are behind us and gone and forgiven and forgotten, then I'll guarantee you as you step, have you ever seen a new baby start stepping? The, the toddler that gets a little bit old and all of a sudden he pulls himself up, he stands on the edge of the table and he takes that first step. Most of the time, he gets a little confident and a little brave and he lets away from the table and all of a sudden, he steps another step and he falls. Do you think the end of walking is over for that little baby? Hello? No, he gets himself back up. And that's what I'm talking about to us as little babies today. We get ourselves back up, spiritually speaking, and we say to God, God, I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep stepping. I'm going to keep walking because I know that you're going to be with me. Your history does not define your destiny. Father, today, thank you for your word. I thank you that not only have you forgiven us, you have changed us. And as we have participated in communion today, O oh Lord, we believe that what you did on Calvary was the greatest gift ever given to anyone. The ability to have our sins forgiven and forgotten. And Lord, for our online campuses today that are praying a prayer. Lord, I pray that every individual, whether they're sitting here in Rome or halfway around the world, they're saying to you, oh God, I don't want to live in my past. I want to live for my future. And Lord, today as we receive that word, our lives will be changed forever. While your heads are bowed here in Rome or my online campuses are praying, you say, Pastor, I'm here today and I'm one of those people. I've been living in the past. I've been living in the stuff of, the, of yesterday. Seems like I take a few steps and I fall back down and I got the sin jumped back up on me. The things I wanted to get rid of, I'm doing again. The habits that I don't want, I'm doing again. The things that set me backwards, I'm doing again. My friend, here's a day for you to say, okay, I'm going to stop it. Say, Pastor, I've said that prayer a hundred times. It's time to say it a hundred and one times. 
it's time to say to God again say does God ever get tired of me praying no does God ever get tired of me asking no is God always going to forgive me yes but you've got to get back up and sooner or later my friend you're going to realize that the strength that gives you the ability to get back up is going to be the ability and strength you need to carry on and live a life of cleanliness godliness and holiness so if that's you today and you say pastor I need that prayer today there's areas of my life I'm struggling in and I need to get God to help me today would you be so kind to just lift your hand up wherever you are in this room today I'm going to see it I'm going to say a prayer for you in just a moment just lift it up high wave at me say pastor that's me today areas of my life I need help in God bless you God bless you God bless you Someone else say, that's me, Pastor. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. Say, that's me today. Everybody in the house, would you please stand? God bless you. Everybody. Everybody in the house, stand up, please. This will be my prayer of dismissal. It will also be my prayer for you. Unfortunately, if you're new to Rome, we have one-hour services. It's the COVID rules. That will stop soon, I'm telling you. It's hard to preach in 25 minutes, I'm just telling you. I barely get you warmed up and I got to stop. But listen, I didn't take this sermon to write this sermon. I knew what I was going to write a month ago, two months ago. Because I know that our past, our stories of yesterday, for a lot of people, affect for years and years and years. Listen to me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I used to live. I was dead in trespasses and sin, but now I'm a new person. So Lord, today for all my friends that lifted their hand or they were too ashamed to even lift their hand, Lord, in their heart, they're saying, Lord, I need, I need to stop. Stop doing those things that set me backwards. Lord, help them today. Help them to be honest with you and honest with themselves. God, the patterns of life that have created them to keep stumbling, Lord, help them to realize they can get their faith renewed through your word. Their prayers, their time with other believers, O oh Lord. Help them, God, I pray, to see that you're a loving, merciful God that so much cares about their destiny. So, Lord, today for those, forgive them and help them. God, for each of us today, oh Lord, go with us and help us. Help us in this Christmas season to present an incredible message of hope to others. To our family members that we'll be sending cards and notes to and have conversation with, even if it's on a Zoom call or a, a text message. Lord, help us to give forth living words. Words of life. Even if they've heard it before, help us to do it again. Lord, I pray for this congregation. I pray you take care of them and protect them. Meet all of their needs. And Lord, bless them. And Lord, I pray at this Christmas season that we will all be givers. 
And I bless your people today in the name of the Father, name of the Son, and name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, church. Thank you for being here today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to Him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because we're, the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. Maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now there are people that are praying prayers all over the world and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video, and you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.